awesome that's pretty cool so, so yeah welcome welcome to another edition of the houston round ball review presents folks talking sports sponsored by five star properties i'm chris gardner of the houston round ball review joining me right now is andy yanez and james mueller young man how are you i'm good chris. Well. doing well yes that is a new intro i've had it for a while this is finally breaking it out from my my andy cam guy he sent that to me as well, so mm-hmm. he's uh, diverse in his his skill set as he comes through with Andy Cam a couple of times, and we'll have more of those Andy Cam throughout this season of covering men's basketball. But reminder, folks, talking sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas-based company owned by a UH alum. If you are facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash. Call 972-532-SELL or visit their website at fivestarprops.com. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com. Let's talk about volleyball first. We've got to talk about some losses in UH athletics the last few days. But James Mueller, you can discuss volleyball team season ending in Sweet 16. Thursday to Stanford. I saw they were up 18-10 in the first set. I felt pretty good about that first set. I turned away from it for a few minutes, and I turned back to it. It was like, oh, I saw your tweet. It was like 22-21. I was like, uh-oh. So what happened, James? Yeah, I mean, uh, they were up, like you said, 18-10. They got it to 21-13, uh, so still an 8 uh, point lead but you know four to go to take set one against number one Stanford in the region uh, but then Stanford just something clicked for them um, and they, they went on a run they took 13 of the next 16 points to win 26-24 and then from there UH just looked a little bit rattled and Stanford took the next two uh, San Diego, the two seed in the region, actually knocked off Stanford late last night in five sets to get to the final four. So, um, yeah, but overall, um, really good season for the volleyball program. One of the best they've had in program history, certainly the best under Coach Rare. Um, 30 wins, like we've mentioned before, 20 straight um, through beginning at the end of non-conference all the way up to the last conference match, um, which is a program record, uh, had four, I think, uh, award winners on, like American Athletic Conference award winners on the team, and then Coach Rare got Coach of the Year, uh, you know, first NCAA tournament since 2000, first win since 1994. They got two wins, obviously, to reach the Sweet 16. And from my knowledge, they should be returning a lot of key pieces um, from this year's team. They'll lose a couple uh, starters, but for the most part, they, they got a lot of veterans returning, and we'll see how the younger players come out but um overall it was a another step in the right direction for uh volleyball and um obviously the big 12 is a little bit of a different animal but they should at least be competitive um and coach rare has got it going in the right direction so overall i think there's a lot of positives that have come out and you know they they got some momentum of the school behind them set a couple uh attendance records uh, broke set multiple like record attendances throughout the season um with some of the home matches and stuff like that so it's it's, it's been trending in the right direction my question for you james andy i don't know if you know the answer to this or heck even james 
will coach be back next season? Will some big money program come take him away from UH? I mean, I do not think so. I think I I don't I can't tell you definitively, but sure. when I've talked to him and stuff, he is seems very content. Um, and he's very he they've built something, and this has sort of been the goal. And they're going into the Big Twelve, so even though Houston, most people probably wouldn't consider them a major volleyball tournament. They're about to be in a major conference. And if they keep trending in the right direction, Houston could become one of those programs. So I doubt it um, just based on uh, just sort of the staff he's put together, the pieces he's brought in, just the program has, you know, they've taken steps um, that, that he, that he wanted to see and sort of was his goal. So I, I expect David rare to, be uh be back um and be with houston volleyball for for i mean the the future as we can see it so far what what do you think andy i think that's certainly it i think for houston in particular that's got to be it's something that you always need to have in the back of your mind because especially uh with with the success they had it, big time program i know they're heading into the big 12 and it, it it would really hurt houston if they were to lose rare in that transition but i think it's something you always have to have just as a potential option i i, I agree with james just what i've seen what he's been able to build uh, with the program kind of similar to where the men's basketball team honestly he kind of built that back up from nothing from scratch and he's been able to do something special over the last few seasons here so it'd be something that'd be tough to walk away from but it's certainly always a possibility I'm going to say this. <laughs> Y'all know where I'm going with it. Could it, could I, would I be wrong in, in stating that the volleyball program has accomplished what many hoped or wanted for the women's basketball program? I think that'd be fair. And it would be fair to say the same thing about the football program, too. Oh, well, yeah. Very good, Andy. Way to spin it. Good job. Going to bring in Will Gibson, too. What do you, what do you think, James? Yeah, I mean, I think they've gone sort of above what people expected too. Obviously, within they had that belief, but um, just getting to the NCAA tournament that hadn't been done in 22 years. But they went above that um, and won two games and reached the Sweet 16, um, where other programs haven't even gotten to the NCAA tournament. So, Willie Gibson, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you, gentlemen? Doing great. And uh, let's see this. Put it out there for the fans tuning in. See what I'm doing? See what I'm doing? See what I'm doing? He's doing it right. That's how you do it right. Certain coach here in in town supporting your sponsor. That's how you do it. Not the the, uh, competitor of your sponsor. That's how you do that. Correct. I'm petty for the grass today, bro. That's that's fine because, you know, I'm petty all the time. (laughs) But uh, here we are on Folks Talking Sports on YouTube as well as Folks Talk Sports Twitter account. And... James is going to have to leave us at the bottom of the hour, but also in this hour, Jalen Lowe will join us, and there he is right there. Young man, he's a punctual young man. But we're going to talk to Jalen for about a few things, just get updated on how the season's gone for him so far, and I'm going to tell him on the air, in case he did not know, as he gets a sip of uh, refreshment there, and knowing his dad, I'm sure that's not an adult beverage because he's not old enough to drink yet, legally. So going to bring in, without further ado, Jalen Lowe, guard, from Marshall, Pitt commit. How are you, young man? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing great. Thank you very much for taking time to join us. And let me just bring this up 
your dad gave me these numbers. Let me if I put up real quick. But it has not been released officially yet, but no surprise to folks who follow high school basketball here in the area. Jalen Lowe will be one of he is on the Gavi Lewis Award watch list that heaven help me will be put out sometime this month. I've been trying to get my, my buddy said, come on with me to get it on there. But I have the list. He's on the list. That's waiting for it to be publicized and pushed to the website. But these numbers, check this out, Andy, James, Will, and audience. Jalen Lowe, 27 points, nine boards, three assists. 27 points, eight boards, six assists. 31 points, seven boards, four assists. 28 points against the number one team in the, in the state. 28, 11, and four. 28, four, and six. 22, six, nine assists, five steals. 37 points, 10 boards, four assists, two steals. Damn, we got the, what happened here, man, against Side Parks? 13 points? Uh, what happened there, man? What, what, what happened there? Yeah, it was just a, it was just a bad game overall. It was just <laughs> it was a low-scoring game, so you know. it was a little slow. So yeah, and then seventeen points against Peyto. That's Side Lake sixteen four and five. Willie Gibson, what do you think about those numbers? <clears throat> those were phenomenal. I was gonna say something like, "You, you show you want to, it's another school in ACC instead of Pitt," but I'm, I'm not. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> stick to stick to your commit. Stick to your commit. But uh, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And most of those only had two losses in that, if I'm looking at it right, right, Jalen? Sir? Both only had two losses right there in those, what is that, mm-hmm. one, two, ten games? Yes, sir. All right, putting up numbers and helping this team win. So that's important as well. So how is the season going for you so far, you and the team? Uh, it's going pretty good for us right now. We're all um, – I guess you could say we're satisfied from where we're at right now. We know we need, we need to work on to help better us further in the season, but we're all just trying to get everything right right now to prepare prepare for district and to play all soon. When is the first district game? District for us starts on the 20th. Are you on, on holiday break right now? Yes, sir. We have a little, we, uh, not for school yet, but we have finals this week. This is our last week for uh, finals, and then we're off. Andy James, go at it. Ask, ask Jalen Lowe some questions. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll take a crack first, just in terms of overall, what, what's been one area, it's still early in the season, but uh, maybe what, what do you feel has been your biggest strength so far early this season? Um, probably, uh, Playing my speed on and how I want to play is that's a probably a huge part that um, mm-hmm. is helping me not letting uh, teams try and disorient my game and try and speed me up too much or let uh, different defenses distract me from playing my game. So I think what uh, what I've been doing to keep myself composed and everything like that is, is probably one of my biggest strengths so far. And real quickly, James, if I could follow up, just how did you, I'm sure that had to have been a process to be able to be comfortable where you, I'm sure early on there was points where you felt maybe the when the way the games went, you would be rushed and stuff like that. How'd you go about working at that to, to be comfortable at that level, to not feel the need to rush? Um, well, it's just been instilled in me throughout my, uh, really throughout my life to 
play at your own pace. And this year I had to really focus in on that since uh, I have to be on the ball a lot more than I was uh, last year or a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. really I just try and just know what my game is and just try and stick to it. Try just at the most, just stick to it. Um, but I mean, it's just really been instilled for me from a young age to try and just work on my pace and play my game. James, have any questions for Jalen? Yeah, sure. I'll throw one out there. Uh, I'm sure, you know, early on in your career, uh, a lot of it's about, you know, getting noticed, trying to just on, on colleges, Raiders, how much has it helped, you know, just take some pressure off now that, you know, you, you're, you're committed, you, you sort of know what your future holds in some sense, just allowing you to play out this season more loosely, I guess. Uh, it's it took a lot of pressure off, uh, to be honest, because uh, I would I would say I wasn't getting the attention I wanted to at the time for colleges and to get what I wanted. But um, I got what I wanted. Now I'm I'm still playing to get ready for the college level. But knowing that I've committed and that everything's gone smoothly. It's, it's taken a lot off. Jalen, do you, how often do you hear from your uh, future coaches at Pitt? Probably every other day, every two days, probably. Um, yeah, I, I hit them up sometimes. They hit me up and talk about their games they play and how they played. They ask how I play. We just, they both, uh, the assistant and head coach talked to me today. So, we, we stay in contact a lot. Does your dad have anything to do with that, or, or do you contact them on your own? Oh, it's it's just it's me. He's he's a little out the way, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just me and and them. It's just between us. Will you got any questions for Jalen? Oh, we lost you. Can you hear? Him? Can't hear him. No, uh. Uh-uh. Can you hear us? Nope. He hears us, but we can't hear him. See, Jalen, the issue is Willie Gibson is a Tar Heels fan. So, <laughs> you know, some of your pit boosters might have hacked into his microphone system and, and mess, mess with the <laughs> audio. That's what that is. We'll try logging out, come back in, man. I don't know what it is about Will, Will and us. That's right now. Last two shows, we've had issues with him and, and audio. That's really weird. But what does it mean to hear that you are also on the Gabby Lewis Watts list for the 2023 award? Uh, I mean, it means a lot to me. I mean, as a kid growing up, uh, seeing my dad coach players, watching high school basketball, seeing all really the top guys in Houston uh, have a chance to win this award. And now being here in my position, I'm just really glad and grateful that uh, I'm in this. I'm here now. Let's go to Will. How about now, Will? Oh, okay. Well, further, just I'm sharing some inside info with the audience. Um, top 50 announced. Like I said, I have the list this month, hopefully, and we'll cut it down to 25 in January, maybe probably the end of January. And then we'll have a top 10 uh, late February, March. And then we're going to have our award reception and announce the winner. Wednesday, March 29th, that'll be the day after the McDonald's All-American Games for the boys and girls taking place 
at Toyota Center on the 28th. Mm-hmm. So our reception will be at a place to be determined. So it will not be on campus, at least last I heard, it won't be on campus at the University of Houston. So Jaylee might have to, you know, possibly dress a little sharp, just saying, if you become a top 10 finalist. Yes, One more sir. time, let's try to go to Willie Gibson. Let's see, Willie Gibson. Yes, sir. There we go. There we go. Yes, sir. All right. Coach Questions Kate, for Jalen Lowe. Go ahead. I do, I do, Jalen. Thank you. Uh, just refresh my memory. Did you sign last month in November in the early period, or you did? Yes, sir. Did? Okay. So it's all okay. So you're all secure and ready to go. So what is it between now and do you plan to go in early to campus in May or June or? Uh, I'm pretty sure they plan for us to come up there uh, in the early summer part. Uh, I think we might do summer. I'm pretty sure we might do summer school uh, and just go up there for early workouts and everything like that. And as far as degree programs or anything, have you decided on a program or are you still walking through that or? Um, I'm narrowing my list down with my mom right now. She she wasn't too happy that I chose like a sports medicine or business type route because she says that's what everybody does. But I mean, <laughs> we'll we'll check with mom and, and see what we're both happy with. Understood. And from the little bit I, I know about his mom, I'm not surprised <laughs> about that. So, Taylor, when's our next game? Uh, the twentieth. That's our first uh, next game. Uh, we're on, we have a little bit of a break right now for finals and stuff this week. So next game is on the 20th. Against who? Uh, Lamar, Lamar Consolidated. All right. And where is it going to take place? You know what time starts to? It's at Marshall. Um, I can check for you right quick. Okay. <laughs> but yes, it's a, it will be uh, at Marshall on the 20th uh, after break starts. And um, it starts on at, uh, at one o'clock. One o'clock, okay. Mm-hmm. Since yes, that's that's really holiday break, so it's an earlier start than usual. All right, that makes Chris, sense. Chris, I have Go I ahead. have one more and, question. This is just something that popped it popped into my head. But Jayla, I'm curious, how often do you guys practice during the week? We practice uh, every day, but um, when there's games during the week uh we we practice every day we might have a day off between our uh tuesday and friday game so normally if we do take a day off it's the day right after a game so wednesday then we bring back thursday uh practice go over schemes for the next team and then play friday mm-hmm. and who's your head coach uh coach ronnie courtney ronnie courtney okay. andy james he's a legend you guys Y'all are young enough, but y'all need to go research Ronnie Courtney, legend in high school basketball and at TSU as well. You got a good coach there, young man. Um, Is there anything else, guys, you want to ask him before we thank Dalen and uh, let him get back to his Sunday evening? All right, Dalen, ask your dad to keep sending me your stats, and um, I'll keep plugging plugging those along, promoting them. And if it's open to anybody else, y'all know how to find me on Twitter. VHR review. You got another platform here, folks talking sports. So I can do this for y'all too. So it ain't like he only gonna show Jalen love. He on up, please. That's not how I roll. So Jalen, thank you very much, man. Take the rest of the evening up. Enjoy. Good luck in your finals. Yes, yes sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take anytime. Take care and tell your dad I said hi. For sure. Thank you.
All right. Thank you very much. And the main reason I wanted to have Jalen on was to announce that he's a, on the top 50 watch list for the Guy Lewis Award. As a, in addition to plugging his stats, which are some big time stats. <laughs> you know. So, all right, Will. Did yes, you cover sir. a game today with the Browns? Uh, yeah, that's something like that. <laughs> what was the result? Uh, Cincinnati won 23 to 10. How did Deshaun look? Better. He looked better, and that's to be expected. I mean, people, you know, you had people last week go, he's going to throw for 350, 350 and four touchdowns. No, he hadn't played in two years. Right. So he looked like somebody who hadn't played in two years. But today, um, he looked better. He had a, a bit of a throw that he was late on that was a pick, uh, driving late. Um, but a lot better. And he's going to continue to get better. He'll look better Saturday against Baltimore than he did today against uh Cincinnati. So it's 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 week fourteen for everyone else, but it's week two for Deshaun. Right. So he'll 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 continue to improve. Including preseason, because he didn't do any of that either. So yes. It's real early for him. Yes. Uh Andy James, did y'all happen to see it first? Also let me backtrack. Thanks to A. D. Moore and Elwin Henderson for the Admax Corner. They recap the Texans crater job to the Dallas Cowgirls today. And yes, I said cowgirls. If you know who I am, you know why I say that. I will always say that to them, the Dallas Cowgirls. They lost 27-23. Texas led almost the whole game, almost the entire game. 23-20. Pick off Dak. First and goal, like, what, the six? The three. Or the six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And do not score. (laughs) I mean, oh, my gosh. I turned away from it because I was like, well, they're going to ice this game. Oh, I knew the moment they didn't score that the Cowboys were going to run down oh, yeah. the field no, and no score. No question. Once they didn't <laughs> score, it's like, yeah, they're going to lose now. But I turned away from it and went to, like, UConn, Maryland women's basketball or something. I was like, oh, yeah. The Texans are going to shock the world, and I'm going to just make fun of Cowgirl fans all over the place. I can't even beat the Texans. Nope. So they that's why them. y'all are 1-10-1 and now what? 1-11-1. One one. One. Mm-hmm. James, One's what are your thoughts on that? Play calling didn't make sense down at the – uh, goal line, but again, the defense two straight weeks, the defense has played pretty well. Uh, I mean, last week against the Browns wasn't really their fault, they lost. Uh, yeah, and then this week, for the most part, other than the Cowboys' first drive and then that last drive, they were pretty consistent. Um, you know, forced some turnovers. Uh, so yeah, overall, I mean. Defense did their job. You can't win, though, if you can't punch the ball in from the inside the five with a couple opportunities. For, for any, any of you guys, well, no, I want to get James, what are your thoughts on going to shift gears to basketball? The Cougars, Houston Cougars men's team will no longer be number one um, in the poll that comes out on Monday. But the sun came up in the sky today in the morning. Uh, that's a fill on my head. You know, the, door, the the world did not burn down or anything like that for because it, Cougs lost by six to Alabama, 71-65 Saturday. But, James, what, were your, what was your take on what you saw Saturday inside Tillman's building? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was over early in the second half, just up 15. Everything went UH's way after, you know, Bama leading most of the first half. Uh, just – seemed like it was going to pull away, but uh, obviously that didn't happen. Uh, 
And I mean, it, it really hurt him. Kelvin mentioned it during his post game when Tremont fouled out with about eight minutes left. Cause not only has, you know, he's a, he's a, I wouldn't say veteran, but he's been with, he, he, he knows what to do. He's been with the program a while and um, he was their second best scoring option. Cause Marcus Sasser um, finished like two of 11, I think um, he wouldn't make an excuse, but obviously the goggles were playing some sort of factor. He'd put, you know, flip them up when he was shooting free throws. Um, so you could tell that they were probably fogging up and stuff like that, but he, he, he couldn't get anything going. And Jamal shed who, uh, Finished with 19 points, uh, went cold down the stretch. Uh, UH missed some easy stuff. The defense sort of broke down. They couldn't – Samson described it perfectly. They just couldn't keep them Bama in front of them and led to some easy buckets for the Tide. And then, you know, in the end, got to make your free throws. Bama did. Houston didn't. Uh, and that's, that's how we got there. But, again, I think – you know, no, I don't. I think it's unrealistic to expect a team to get, be perfect all season. Um, sure. And you know, I'm sure the loss hurts UH fans because of what happened last year and just leading and stuff. But overall, I think there's a lot of learning experiences from it. And my biggest takeaway was just the crowd. Um, I mean, imagine you know next year in the Big Twelve when Kansas, you got teams like that coming there. Um, the crowd was incredible. Uh, and something that the Fertitta Center hasn't seen before. Um, they've had some nice uh, environments and stuff, but nothing, at least I haven't experienced anything like it yesterday. Um, so, yeah, um, Cougs will move forward. They're still going to probably be in the top 10. They got, uh, you know, sort of a cleanup game on Tuesday before another big one at UVA, um, who could be number one come tomorrow morning. Yep. And, Will, the – the crowd yesterday, they were there, Will, before tip-off. Oh, way they were, before they tip-off. They were in their seats. It was they standing room only around the concourse. The entire concourse. It, it, was, it was great to see how many people were there early. They got there early. So I hope many of those folks come back and aren't just fair-weather fans or hopping on the bandwagon because the team was number one. And we'll, we'll go away. Oh, see, you know, they lost. Now I'm never going to come back again. Okay, well, you're not a fan. You know, whatever. You don't come back. But they were there cheering. They were loud. Thank you to UH, whoever. Listen to suggestions with the red and white shirts for the striped out. They got a T-shirt sponsor to take care of that. So, so they had the shirts laid out at every seat. So red T-shirts certain sections, white T-shirts, other sections, what they sponsor. So that was taken care of. It looked like a big-time event, Will. That's what's up. Playoff game from so, the NBA. You know, the only disappointment was the team couldn't finish the game. Mm-hmm. Missed free throws. They couldn't stop people. I mean, that's really it in a nutshell. They could not stop folks when they needed to make stops. Uh, missed both teams, missed free throws. I mean, <coughs> learning experience, Alabama's freshman were better than Houston's freshmen. That's really what that's part of it as well. But game 10 of the season, it, it impacted, it, it hurt the Cougs so much, Will. They went from number one to number two in the net. Oh. Oh, I mean, this devastating just dropped the whole spot from <laughs> one to two. Yeah. Just keep that in mind right there. 
James, will you be at the game Tuesday? I will. All right, I'll see you Tuesday. I'm going to let you head out a little early. So two minutes early. <laughs> take care of what you got to take care of, and we'll keep going with the show. Uh, but, James, thank you very much for the volleyball update, and I hope you are correct in that Coach stays at UH Volleyball and helps build and makes the Cougs nasty relevant in volleyball going forward because now I'm going to talk about one of the two teams that Andy referenced who uh, have not lived up to <laughs> expectations, and that's the Houston Cougars women's basketball team. Mr. Gibson. Yes, sir. U8's women's basketball played possibly their second best game of the season yesterday. I was following it. They had me. And they were up 10 or up 12 at Rice. Yeah. Had a chance. They lost in double overtime, but they had a chance to win the game. This, this, they're snake bit right now. Because Tierra Young, well, Ashley Austin, kind of got maybe a gift call against Houston. Went to the yeah, free throw 50-50. line. 50-50 call. Block charge. Mm-hmm. Ashley made both free throws. Tied the game up. Six seconds left. Tierra Young caught the inbound pass. Raced up the floor. Euro step. Laid it up. And indication of how the coup season has gone for women's hoops and how Rice women's basketball season has gone, the ball just rolled around and bounced out double overtime, and then Rice won in the extra session to, you know, 91-88 to go to 8-0, and the Cougs are now 2-8. They're snake bit, Will, but I say all that being snake bit, they're still 2-8. Yeah. 2-8 is 2-8, and, eight, and I still do not expect them to go to the tournament, and I stand by what I said every show we've done so far this season. They're not ready for the Big 12. It's time for a change. I'm just putting like putting it out there. Well, you saw the game. Tell me what you saw. What do you think about what you saw? Well, I didn't see the game. I, what happened was I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw an alert. They were up going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this might be the day. So I kind of got online and kind of just followed it online. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. Okay. But to take Rice to double overtime, and I didn't know what you just described as far as the – six seconds to go in the Euro step and, and the ball rimming out. But <clears throat> two and eight is two and eight. But my question would be, would it be any better if they were three and seven? To me, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, see, yeah. 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 But that so, could that could potentially be a win that maybe shifts the tide for them and momentum wise. <clears throat> Possibly. You're the optimist. You know Got to yeah. see the other side of the coin. Yeah. They, they play at Middle Tennessee on Wednesday. And Middle Tennessee's net ranking, I want to say it's 18. I think that's right. Because Middle Tennessee, they, they I mean, blasted Louisville. It's in the last 10 days. Yeah, Middle Tennessee is 18 mm-hmm. in the net. The Cougs are 163. It's not a game I'm expecting the Cougs to win, okay? If they do, it, that would be a big boost to the program to win on the road against Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee is in Carmen's USA. It's like Rice. Rice's net is only 70. 8-0. No. 
but their net ranking is 70. <clears throat> but they're hurt by, y'all know how the net works, what the teams that they've beaten have done. Have done, yeah. Texas A&M, bad this year. The Aggies' net ranking is, is 155. No Those one would have thought. Yeah. No one would have thought the Aggies would be 155 this year. TCU, 161. Houston, I think people would have expected in the 100 area, you know, 80 to 100, not 163. So that's three opponents that's hurting Rice's net ranking. But they got two games against Middle Tennessee, conference opponent. So they got two chances to get a top 25 win. So first one's on the 20th, I think, uh, at home. That's a big game for Rice because if they don't beat Middle Tennessee, then they're going to have to win the conference championship because conference would say the rest of Rice's schedule, and we talk about UH men's schedule and all the quadrant fours, <laughs> Rice mm-hmm. is like everybody in conference would say that's not Middle Tennessee has net above 100. <laughs> everybody. Wow. You wow. know, like 10, it's like, mm, let me see. 119 is where it starts. So it's not, like it's, it's not like it's 101. It's 119 yeah. is where it starts. Wow. So that's that's a bad thing for Rice. But next year, they go to the American. You flip it around, Andy. Mm-hmm. In the American, there are like eight teams that are, I say eight, eight games that are like in 51 to 99. So the Cougs have a chance to get some better quality wins, but they still have to win the conference championship to, I think, save Coach Huey's job. We'll see if anybody else agrees with that, you know, with me on that. But just putting it out there, they played well. They fought hard. They probably put a scare in Rice. A lot of good things. But they're 2-8. and eight. I didn't close it. They lost in double overtime. They didn't, did not close the deal. 2-8 and eight Which is has been a, It's been a season-long issue, being able yep. to execute down the stretch. That's it in a nutshell. That's it exactly. Rice finds ways to win, and so far the Cougs have found ways to lose. So, Willie Gibson. Yes, sir. Heisman Trophy winner. Yes. Any issues with it? Kind of. Oh. Um, not, no, no, nothing against him, man. I mean, he had the numbers. But, okay. I mean, Caleb Williams is a deserving candidate, so I, I can't fault him. Um, it's it's the it's the people that say, well, look what his number. He, he played in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is notorious for having no defense. Correct. So, do you take his numbers with a grain of salt? I mean, crediting him, man. Credit the young man. He only played who was on the schedule, and he performed well. Even in the two losses, he performed well. Um, so I guess I'm saying, yes, congratulations to the young man. Um, he deserved it. He, he he had the numbers and he had the the cachet to win. And I loved his I loved his acceptance speech. And, and I love things like that because you, you always find out a, a lot about these young men's story mm-hmm. in situations like this. So to to hear his story and how it's, he told his father at ten years old, this is what I want to do, and the plan that they implemented to get him to this point and now beyond is is phenomenal. So I, I credit his his parents. Um, as well, and um, tremendous young man. 
you know. So no, no. I mean, home at home, the home Remy would love to have CJ win it without question. I mean, that goes without saying. But I mean, he finished third. I mean, <clears throat> the only, or I say, player to be a two-time finalist. So you know that that goes a, a long way. So, but you know, kudos to Caleb Williams. And let me say, Andy, you know what I got to say. This show is sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas-based company owned by a UH alum. If you're facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972-532-SELL. That's 972-532-7355. Or visit the website at fivestarprops.com, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com. Much love and appreciation to Five Star Properties for being a sponsor for uh, folks talking sports throughout the college basketball season. So thank you very much for them. Andy, what are your thoughts on Caleb Williams winning the Heisman Trophy? I think my biggest takeaway is, and this has been an argument that's been brought up, but if you look at the NFL level, and I, I think it's it's beyond conclusions. It's, it's not written in stone, but it, it's pretty much as close as you possibly can in terms that the Houston Texans are going to be picking number one. And I've had this argument come up. What do the Texans trade down? And Willie, I'm going to ask you this question, but do you, do you think mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud or maybe that other guy over in Alabama, should should they be, are they worthy enough of being the number one overall pick? Or should the Texans trade down, uh, kind of build the team? Because uh, they have a lot of holes top to bottom. It's just it's not just quarterback, I'm sure, like you were able to see last week when they played the Browns. Should they do that and improve the team overall, get more picks? Or um, do they take C.J. Stout or, or Bryce Young? The reason for that is because next year, next season, Potentially, arguably, they could take Caleb Williams with a potential another high pick, and they also have assets if they're not as bad as they are this season to be able to trade up if need be. Um, I'll say this, and Chris, you'll understand this one. And in, in the words of the the great orator O'Shea Jackson, "A bird in the hand is heard more than two in the bush." You, you got to go now, and I and I and I don't wish this on the young man. I just look at Ohio State. Jackson Smith and Jigba came into the season as the top wide receiver in the nation. He got hurt game one and never saw the field again in a productive way. They tried to bring you back a couple of times. He wasn't ready. You can't forecast the future if you have the number one pick now. Because say Caleb Williams doesn't have the season he had. Or say someone is worse next year than the Texans. Or, or he gets hurt. Or he gets hurt. I was trying I was yeah. trying not to put on put that on wax, but yes. Yeah. Um no. No, you got to go for the now. If, if you have the number one pick, which I think today at one eleven and one is it's a high, high probability that the Texas, confusion. yeah, they're going to hold that pick. You got to take CJ Stroud, and, and that's not biased. That's just if you look at his numbers, you look at the pro system. Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud. <clears throat> CJ Stroud, to me, taking my Buckeye glasses off. Is the more pro style, more pro ready quarterback? Alabama doesn't run a pro style offense. Ohio State does. So to me, yeah, you you, you got the number one overall pick now. You got to take the you got to take the quarterback. You got to take the building block now and build around him with the other picks this year and next. Andy, how are things looking for the Cougs getting a quarterback via the transfer portal? 
Well, uh, that's interesting because uh, these days always end up running. I, I believe it's we've only been a week removed from when Dana Hogerson spoke with reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it was on Monday when he said, obviously, they're going to be active in the transfer portal in an effort to get, he said, they, they, in the perfect world, they'd get two new quarterbacks uh, in here to be able to compete uh, with Lucas Coley. Because really, when you look at that quarterback room, Clayton Toon, who's been the, the guy for Houston since Derek King left going back to 2019. He's going to be heading into his next chapter in life. So will be Ike Agbagu. Um, I'm probably still butchering his last name. Apologies for that. But he's going to be a senior. He's uh, moving on as well. And and one of the other backups in Hallman Edwards, he's entered, he te- entered the transfer portal. So he's not going to be back. So I think the, the, the one name that really caught my attention, I believe, uh, Mark Berman from Fox 26 was the first, or at least he, he was the first person I saw that had reported it. Um, but it has a lot of interest in yeah. Texas Tech quarterback Donovan Smith, who apparently was at the Fertitta Center yesterday uh, in in the building for Houston and Alabama. Uh, Daniel Hogerson, Doug, I saw Doug Belk walking out on top over the con- upper concourse. So they had a lot of recruits. It was a big day for the football team in that aspect, uh, whoa, being whoa, able whoa. to get recruits into whoa. that building. Andy, wait. Are you saying that the Houston Cougars football program was being proactive with regarding recruits and the symbiotic relationship with UH basketball? Are you? Did you say that? They were Chris and and cre- credit to them because that was the perfect game to do that in. And I, I'm. I have no context. This is just me off the top of my head, and I'm, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. But I think that right there, when you're selling recruits, that's got to be the vision you sell. That look at that. If we can build it, get it off the ground. If you build it, the people will come because that right there, that atmosphere was crazy, and it, 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 that's got to be the the pitch that they're giving to these recruits. That yeah. if we can build it, if we can get it off the ground, this is how this university will rally around you. Because it was a it was and, a special moment. And also tell them, and by the way, don't watch folks talking sports because they'll tell it like it is and how we don't market football at all. But yeah, that's part of that pitch too. But it was great to mm-hmm. see. It really was great to see. I'm glad you They're said They're self-aware, though, because that's one of the other things Dane Augerson said during the season that you know, you know, a lot's got to improve getting getting into that Power 5, even from a game day operation standpoint, from marketing, ticketing, all that stuff. So at least the head coach is aware of it. We'll see how, how that transitions um, as now they have just months until they make that official jump. Go ahead, Will. What was it? Is that an anomaly? Does that not typically happen that they don't take recruits to the basketball? It, it, uh, uh, it, wait, 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 wait. don't walk away. Don't walk what? away. Oh, my I will gosh. say this. No, um, Dana it's gotten Hogerson, better. Dana Hogerson, <laughs> and I think Dana Hogerson's done a good job at doing this because that it's, it's often, um, at least since I've covered the team, I'm going back to 2019, it's, it's a lot of games where, uh, the, Dana Hogerson will be in attendance with recruits and they'll have them in front of that, that Chris Pesman's suite. I think they have the, or at least it's called the, the suite for the, for the VP of athletics. And they'll have a lot of football recruits in that suite. And then sometimes I don't know if they don't want to cram everyone into that uh, small box and then put them into really just where they can be behind the crowd so they can get a full scope of what it's like to be in atmosphere. But I've seen Hogerson and, and his staff in particular, the last few Season since I've covered uh, the University of Houston, they they do a good job of getting recruits out to those games. Okay, it's uh. no, it, it's better than it has been. But if you're bringing your recruits 
to watch your basketball team rather than your football team in attendance for that, that says something also. <laughs> okay. So that's true. You know, and um yeah, this, that was my next question. Do they bring recruits in during the season? They do, Seriously? they do, they they always do. Every game there's recruits because after the game they have they have the special pass and they all have to they when we're heading into the media room to interview Holgerson and, and those select players, there's always a, a lot a lot of families and, and players that are just waiting outside of the locker room and I'm sure the coaches and and even players on the team come out and you know, they talk more with the recruits. But I think the biggest issue for them in that aspect is just TDCU, they have not had an atmosphere like um, we saw at the Fertitta Center last night in years. And I think the closest game, at least this season, for the, the biggest game that had the best attendance draw was going back to the, the home opener when they played against Kansas where they had the biggest draw. They had There was still 25% of the stadium that wasn't packed because they, they fit 30,000 into that stadium, which obviously the max capacity is about 40,000. Yeah. But um, even then, because of how that game went with Kansas, it probably didn't leave a good it didn't yeah. leave a good impression on the recruits because there was points there where the fans started booing um, the coaching staff too. So um, I think it, it's probably much more impact <laughs> recruiting over to the men's basketball team and again selling them that vision that you know if we can get it off the ground, here's how it could look over there uh, across the street into. Um, the corner at TDCU Stadium. Okay, but well, before you, you know, com- make a comment to match your expression on your face. <laughs> no, I'm good. It's December 11th, 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the football, the spring football game is. They need to, should be have to make plans, start planning, promoting the spring football game. You need to get your fans involved, get them hyped up for the Big 12 because because there's no Independence Bowl coming up in 12 days. Hooray, hooray, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the American UH. Spring football game will be really the first event where you can really start to push. Hey, we're going to the Big 12 in three months. Okay? And we want our fans, alums, supporters to come to the spring football game and put out, tell tell the fans in the emails because we're planning to have a lot of recruits come to this game. We want you guys there in in droves so these young men can see what a packed TDECU state looks like filled with Cougar fans, not filled with Longhorns, Baylor fans, TCU fans, Texas Tech fans. So I'm saying December 11th, if you haven't already started the plans for it, promoting for it, do it. Do it tomorrow. Start it. Get it done. Get the word out. Spread it on gokus.com. Here, Paul Slamajama, any way possible. Put it on the TikTok, all those things, because the Big 12 ain't no joke. Promotions, marketing, Houston is way behind. But, Mr. Gibson, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised to know that yesterday, the post-game show for men's first basketball, time first time ever, was on the UH YouTube channel. What? First time ever. I think people's complaining via Twitter and my complaining <laughs> privately. They finally got it on the YouTube channel. 
26. And it's got just just below 3,000 views. So imagine y'all, that. Y'all show? That's Rage Cubes? No, no. no it's no, on no. the UH Official. Content Solutions YouTube oh, channel. Okay. We, we, we have clips, but we're capped at four minutes. Yeah. So we were, we've been capped, and they still never put on their own YouTube channel. But yes. And why it's called UH Content Solutions... I have no idea. Rather than I was waiting on that. Houston, Houston, Houston Athletics. Athletics. Yeah, Houston Cougars Athletics. No it used idea. To be called Houston Cougars Athletics, correct? Yeah, they changed it. They changed it from that to UH Content Solutions. And yes, this is one of the people. Yeah, you gave a great idea, these skills. You have a great idea. I sent him a tweet in the thread, and he responded to the thread about oh. using Go Live, and then if you want to make changes and edit, and then re-upload it, do that. So, folks, we got fans. Full Talker Sports, we know what we're doing. <laughs> okay. And if we don't, we know people who do know what they're doing. Right. Right. So that's part of what we do here on Full Talker Sports. We got a platform. And and Wanda Pope, the name change never made sense to me. Yeah. From Houston Cougars <clears throat> Athletics to UH Content Solutions. No explanation as to why. That, that doesn't, yeah. We're talking about, talking about branding or like thereof. Yes. And I'll have to tell you, Especially gentlemen, off the air, how I found out about the name change. SEO. Because your, your eyes will roll mm-hmm. in your head when you find out. No, these his comments perfect. Like, it's anti-SEO. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, you look at all my clips on Podstime and Jam. There's a reason why I start most of them with Houston Cougars. There'd be basketball, football, and then the name of the athlete is speaking. Um, it's a big reason for that. So, but yes. But real quick. We're going to wrap it up because I got to tell you how I found out about the name change. All right. I'm getting ready to head to Rockets Bucks. I when want to send my condolences. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My condolences to uh, Coach Steven Silas on yeah. the passing of his dad, Paul Silas. I got to uh, speak to and, and talk to and interview Coach Silas, Paul Silas, a few times when he came with teams here and, t- you know, coaching opponents of the Rockets when he came to town. Great man. Um, and and influential figure to a lot of folks, you know, inside and outside of basketball. So may he rest in peace. And of course, uh, Stephen Silas is not coaching tonight's game against the Bucks. And I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's your decision. I'm not sure when to be back because they have a homestand this week and next week. So I'm not sure if he'll coach Tuesday's game or Thursday or whatever. He's gonna spend time with his family. Who knows? That's his decision, and it's up to him naturally. Yeah, yeah. Coach Silas, um, Coach Paul Silas, um, LeBron James, first head coach mm-hmm. in the NBA, his first two seasons in Cleveland, and um, part of my time joining the team. But he definitely has made an impact on LeBron from day one. So, and among others, but I just wanted to definitely mention that. On a happier note, guess who's hmm. Basketball icon was at Texas Southern's H and P E Arena this afternoon. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Mr. Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh yeah, Shaq was there to see his son Shakir. And check it out, Will. Mm-hmm. First seven games of this season for Shakir, he scored a total of seven points. Okay. Seven games, seven points. Today. Consider the opponent, but today against 30. North American University, he scored 12. Okay. 
12 points, seven boards, four assists, one block. Pops in the building. Yep. <laughs> so kudos to MTSU won 95-47 to get their second win of the season. Like I said, it was against North American. But it was a home game, so that's a plus. That's a rarity for, for TSU. Um, they ended up losing streak because after they beat Arizona State, they had one until today. So uh, Prairie View A&M lost on the road to Northwestern. 61-51. PV mm-hmm. was up by five, like six, seven minutes ago, and I want to say they scored maybe five points the rest of the game. Northwestern, as in Chicago, Northwestern. Yes, big... yes, sir. Ooh, Chris Collins, where did he yes. go to school? <clears throat> he went to Duke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So PV should, should have won that game, you know, based on what a little bit I saw. So that's like two games that they should have won and they didn't. All right, closing it out here on Folks Talking Sports. Andy Yanez, what do you have going on this week? This week, so we're going to have, obviously, the game on Tuesday against North Carolina A&T, so be sure to check out Let's Read Coops, presented by the Saxinian family, the unofficial postgame show of Houston men's basketball and football. Throughout the week, I'm sure there'll be various contents um, across gallerysports.com, and then also I'll probably have to get my packing gear set soon because I'm going to be heading over to Charlottesville when potentially it could be a top 10 ranked Houston team going up against another number one ranked team in Virginia with yet yet to be seen. And we'll see what the AP and coaches poll say tomorrow. Uh, but be sure to follow me on Twitter at Aonis underscore five as, as you see on the screen. And also be sure to subscribe to Pod Slamma Jamma on YouTube if you haven't done so already. That's P-A-W-D-S-L-A-M-A-J-A-M-A on YouTube for uh, nonstop Cougars, men's basketball, football, and uh, women's basketball content capped off to four minutes <laughs> when it comes to post-game coverage. But we'll continue to do so and have cool uh, behind-the-scenes coverage when possible as well. Willie Gibson, how about you, sir? I can folks find you. Thank you, sir. You can also uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at WillGibson7, uh, Facebook at WillKnows, and um, online at WTG, pardon me, WTGSports.com. All right. And I am Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar View, Twitter, VHR View, as you see right there. Website HoustonRoundBarView.com, Instagram HoustonRoundBarView, TikTok HoustonRoundBarView, IG HoustonRoundBarView, all those great things, Houston Round Bar Review. Going to bring in everybody one final time. Thank you very much for your insight and reminder. James Mueller, Twitter is JDM2186. Let me show James some love right there. Thank, thanks to James for his info about UH Cougar volleyball as well as UH men's basketball's loss. Uh, to Alabama on Saturday. But once again, Kook fans, those haters or whatever, what's wrong with the program or whatever, the sun rose today. It set. Uh, the Kooks fell from one in the net to two. So I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> so that's all I want to say on that. I'm going to head to downtown Toyota Center to watch the end of the Rockets and Bucks. Until next week. Thank you very much once again. Oh, reminder. Next Sunday's show, I most likely will not be a part of the show, but James, Andy, and Will will carry the freight because I'll be in Dallas for the Pac-12, Big 12 challenge, basically involving Baylor, 
Stanford, Texas, Washington State, um, Arizona women's basketball, USC women's basketball, et cetera. So it's a quadruple hitter all day Sunday, starting at noon. So it's like from noon to midnight, basically. Wow. So I'll be up there for that. Got to show my face to the Big 12 and Pac-12. We did not talk about George Klyavkov's insane comment about Deion Sanders in- increasing the value valuation for media rights. Please, George, really. Whatever. But he said that, like he meant, he meant it too, like he was serious about TV money will increase because Dion is now in Colorado. Okay. Anyhow, reminder, this show, Folks Talking Sports, was sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas-based company owned by UH alum. If you are facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972-532-SELL or visit their website, fivestarproperties.com. So, gentlemen, have a great week. Have a fun show next Sunday without me. Andy, don't try to take over because I do plan on coming back. So just keep that in mind. One more time. There it is right there, 972-532-SELL, 972-532-7355. So until y'all come in back, fans on YouTube and Post Talk Sports Twitter, see you next Sunday. Guys, I'll see you after that. Take care. Peace.